and welcome to another episode of the Infinity Bros Podcast, the only podcast that's perfectly balanced, as all things should be. My name is Isaac Edlin, I'm your host today, and today we have a plenty of Infinity Bros and a special guest joining us. Number one Infinity Bro we have with us today is none other than the Infinity Bear, Jared Curtis. Hey everybody, glad to be back. Yeah buddy, let's go, and... I think uh, I think we mentioned this on a previous episode. Lightning has been caught in a bottle with the last few episodes because we have once again Zane Ellis with us on an episode of the Infinity Bros podcast. Welcome, Zane. Thank you. I uh, happy to be here. I often like to think of myself as uh, Abra. You're trying to catch me, and I'm just a very elusive Pokemon. So yeah, I didn't realize we had two guests today. I thought it was just the one. But no, that makes sense. <laughs> we're you know very good, very good. We're up in our quality here at the Infinity Bros podcast. I don't know about that, but yeah. <laughs> well, we we regardless are very happy to have you on Zane. So thank you, thank you for coming. We're we're very blessed. Hashtag blessed to have Zane on the Infinity Bros podcast. Our last guest that we have today is our good friend, Luke, also known as Frostbite from Twitch. Frostbite, how are you doing today? Hey, I am doing well. It is a absolute pleasure to be here. Amazing. Yeah. And we've, I mean, we've gotten to know Frostbite over the past couple months and it's, it is a pleasure to watch your Twitch stream and get to know you as well. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and, um, what you do? Yeah, I'd love to. I, I mean, it's been a pleasure getting to know all of you guys through the podcast as well. And I've seen a few of you on the, the Twitch streams, uh, the infinity bros, Twitch streams and, yeah, buddy. Uh, um, yeah, it's it's awesome. It's an awesome community there. And uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, but yeah, a little bit about myself. Um, I started I started streaming um, towards the, the beginning of COVID. And um, I, I just started up by myself streaming things here and there um, just because I was longing for that community that everyone was also longing for. And um um, it kind of, it, it took off a little bit, not like I exploded or anything. Um, but like, I just kept meeting really cool people, um, who also streamed. Cause I kind of thought I was going to be alone. Um, I, I wanted to create like a, a good positive, uh, like family friendly environment where anyone could tune in, hang out, have a good time and just connect with other people. Um, and then little did I know there was a lot of people trying to do that. <laughs> and so, uh, met a lot of really cool content creators, uh, including yourselves here, <laughs> the infinity bros. Oh, um, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and it, was, it, it, it just, it began, it was just a really encouraging time, like seeing that. And then it just kept me going. Uh, and then through it, I met, uh, I met another organization ministry called love thy nerd and basically met up with them in person uh it just worked out and we just really clicked like everything they were saying i was just like that's exactly what i'm trying to do everything i was saying uh we really you know just really connected and i was just like i'm not in this for me i'm in it for connecting people and encouraging people and just loving on people and uh, i'm like how can i help you guys and so um, that's when 
you know, it really started to take off. And that's also when my uh, tabletop game addiction started, (laughs) Uh, which I'm sure we'll go into later. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and we, the infinity bros have had a ton of interactions with a ton of the members of uh, love thy nerd community. Awesome community. Definitely check them out. But man, yeah, it is a it is a pleasure to finally have you on. And we're going to be talking all sorts of things, including board games. But mm-hmm. uh, first, we wanted to just make sure that you, the listener, know where to find us. So you can go check out theinfinitybros.com. Uh, that'll get you pretty much anywhere you need to go. We've got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We do stream on Twitch a couple times a week. And uh, we also have a YouTube channel that has a lot of our Twitch streams and, and our TikTok kind of like just a collaboration of all of our social medias are, are wind up on, on YouTube. So you can check all of those out to get to know your infinity bros a little bit better, but check out the infinity bros.com. Uh, we're actually going to move into a segment that uh, we did not prepare you for frostbite, but you are an avid listener of the infinity bros. So you, you already knew it was coming, but I, I, I purposefully coming. leave that out of the outline of all of our guests we are going to the infinity gauntlet are you a heel or a baby face if you can make any flavor cheese it what would it be is it pronounced grogu or groku if keanu reeves isn't in the movie can it be star studded it's time for the infinity gauntlet here on the infinity bros podcast so I'm here actually on the nervous. Infinity... <laughs> You're actually nervous. That's great. We are here on the Infinity Bros podcast. We have this segment called the Infinity Gauntlet, where we uh, put our guests through a series of questions that they must answer to pass the gauntlet. So um, each of us Infinity Bros puts forth a question, and you just got to answer it to the best of your ability. And we'll find out at the end if you have ran the gauntlet. So Zane. What do you got for us? Let's start off this thing with a bang. All right. So for mine, I'm going back to a bit of an older question I've had. But since uh, Frostbite is such a big uh, fan of board games, my question for you is Netflix approaches you to make a show about a board game. What board game do you pick to have a show made and why? That's a good one. I love this question so much. <laughs> that. Zane, I will say Zane always has the zingers. One of my favorite <laughs> ones was the um, was the noodle shape. Oh like my that. gosh, the noodle <laughs> one was great. That, was, uh, that was so perfect because so for you listeners, I think I believe that was like episode eighty eight where we had uh, Justin Mousseau, and he is a like a comic book expert. Every single question had to do with comic books, and then Zane's just like, "What's the best shape of noodle?" Just throwing it right at you. Just it was so good. It, I mean, and he like ran with it too. Like I was, I was very surprised by his, like, I thought that was going to throw him for a loop, but nah, nah, he just took it. That's a good question though, Zane. What you got for us, Frostbite? I will say it's been done before with Hasbro and Battleship. Ooh. So there's a lot of, if you've seen it, it, it was it was a rough watch. There's some redemption to be had here. And I'm trying. I think we you'd have to go classic. And we're going to get, like you said, get into some board games here. Um, but we'd have to we'd have to throw it back to just like a classic, not like any of these new like indie devs uh, games coming out. 
I would say, I would have to say Monopoly. And I feel like that's a little bit of a cop out. Oh my. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) this is like Max being like, this is Max's top five list. I fully would expect him to have Monopoly at like two or one or something. Right. Just sounds super plain. That's it, guys. Um, We have our first failure of the Infinity Gauntlet. Well, it's been fun, Frost. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. no, So I'm trying not to pick a game off of my top five either. And this is definitely not on my top five. This is just a game. I'm, I'm thinking purely just like everything like people are familiar with. Um, that's true because you wanted to make money too, and everybody's going to know Monopoly for sure. And again, this is the Infinity Gauntlet. I'm not prepared for this at all. <laughs> Maybe I just took a really bad hit here, but <laughs> I, I'm just I'm purely thinking off of the numbers um, and something that's just familiar. I don't even know how it would work out. I have no answer for that. Like, are the characters in it going to be like a shoe and a dog? Like I have no idea. <laughs> riveting stuff. Yeah, I, I hope so. I sure hope so. <laughs> oh I my gosh! I don't have. I just have to pick that. I I just have to pick it. I don't have to write it. So the good, right. the good, good thing writer. is you've got plenty of questions to redeem yourself <laughs> after that one. So it's all uphill. I will say, <laughs> right? Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. I'm sorry <laughs> about that one. Okay, so here here we've got another Infinity Gauntlet question. This is from Infinity Bro Max. So he asks, what is your Mount Rushmore of pizza toppings? Oh, okay. I like the I like the little sprinkle of food questions that we always have. In our, it always in our seems gauntlet. like there's always one. There's always one food related question. Every gauntlet. Uh, is is cheese just like understood? Do I have to pick cheese as one? Maybe you <clears throat> maybe you could use like extra cheese as a topping because I feel oh, like okay, cheese okay. is is it's granted. Like, that's a given. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. I'll start out by saying I love pineapple on pizza, but it's not a necessity. Yes. yes. How do you? Thank you. So people, Thank you people, I'll say like I love pineapple on pizza. And are like, we, why are do we, you have to? The have rest pineapple? of the Infinity Bros here are we all in favor of pineapple on pizza? Yay. Oh yeah, I okay, am. Good. Good. This is the good half of the Infinity Bros then. <laughs> All right. Okay. But what makes my Mount Rushmore would be um, bacon, mm. obviously. Um, banana peppers. Oh, okay. I like banana peppers more than I like pineapple on pizza. So I'll just say that. Okay. Because it's, it's you got this same like sweet, but it's got mm. a kick to it. It's got well. a little tang. Yeah. A little sweet, a little salty, a little bit of everything. Uh, and then I throw ham in there and man, that's usually what I get. (laughs) I feel like it's too good right now that like the last one is just going to disappoint us and be like anchovies. No, 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 no. I don't like anchovies. I don't like good. Good. I don't like, uh, vegetables outside of banana peppers. Okay. I'll throw, and I'll I'll just throw pineapple up there just because I like it. Like it. Good call. That's a good, that's go a good list. You've redeemed yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, sweet. Yep, yep. That, made that's, uh, that's passable. I think we can deal with that. All right, Jarrett, why don't you go ahead and shoot with your Infinity Gauntlet question? Okay, so I, I I wrote this a little while ago, and then the more I thought about it, I thought, like, I'm really putting him on the spot here. So your sink, your shower water, and all the water supply in your house has been disconnected. 
It's been replaced with a drink of your choice, cannot be water. What drink is it? And the reason this is such a hard question is because you and your wife do a lot of cooking on your streams. And so like, who knows? <laughs> That's, yeah. I'm just thinking like anything, I've been on like a, a lemonade kick, like going to Chick-fil-A, getting like their diet lemonade is super good. And Wendy's has like a really good strawberry lemonade. But like, I'm just thinking of how sticky that would be. <laughs> Imagine taking a shower and like literally anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh gosh. Sounds awful. What are you talking about? That's my dream. Just <laughs> so he just wants to bathe in COVID Mountain Dew. <laughs> Yuck. Um, I've also been on uh, like the, the Dr. Pepper Zero. Like that's been good. Ooh. But it doesn't have sugar in it, but it'd still be sticky. It's got syrup. Man, this is. <laughs> and then, like, any sort of milk is just gross. Because <laughs> I'm thinking of, like, a you imagine just like chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking, yeah. like, all right. Yeah, if I'm thinking in Asia and she's like cooking, doing her cooking stream, and it's, she could just flip on the sink and it's got like coconut milk in it, like, that could be really handy. True. Could you like drink coconut milk out of the tap? Are you one of those people? <laughs> no. That's why this is so hard. I could take a swig probably, but like after that, it's like, what am I? Just big old glass of coconut milk. Just, mm. this is, I, I hate the gauntlet guys. This is <laughs> like just on the spot. You've got to rattle. Rattle. Go. <laughs> right. The maracas. I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to say um, specifically Chick-fil-A's diet lemonade because it's so good. I'll just deal with the stickiness. If it's just my house, I'll like go to the Y and take a shower there. <laughs> I like that answer. That's a good answer. I, res I, res go. I respect that. <laughs> very good. Very good. All right. Uh, so this is from Infinity Row Mark. Okay. And as you know, Mark throws some spicy questions out there. Um this is kind of like a two-parter. So he says you're shipwrecked on an island. What three items are you hoping you have to survive? I'll 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 leave it at that for now. I'll let you decide okay. that, and then I'll throw the second part after you after you've answered that. So All right. What, what three items are you hoping you have to survive on the desert island? Let's just face Sorry, the facts here. This is just here. an island. He just says island, not desert okay. island. My bad. Let I'm going to just face the facts and say, there's no way I'm surviving this <laughs> because All right. honesty. I like that. I've seen so want Monopoly pineapples. <laughs> <and lemonade. laughs> oh yeah. Perfect. <laughs> um, man, I, I would just, I would want something to just, Oh, I don't know. Cause yeah, I've seen Castaway in all of these movies. There's no way I'm going to like be able to stab a fish. <laughs> or like kill something in order to eat it. So I would need like a food supply of some sort. I guess fruit and everything, but how long can you live off just fruit? I mean, probably a long time. Don't they oh, say that like sorry. you can live forever off a coconut or like potatoes? You could be a Irish farmer. I I don't know. Maybe. 
Uh, he's clearly on an island. Where is he going to get potatoes, Jared? <laughs> no, that's one of his items. Yeah. Yeah. No island. I, who knows? His, I would his say just is a French fry. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be boring because I would say just the basics. I would want like some sort of utility knife, whether it's like one of those like survival knives that has like the compass and like all the different tools on it. Um, mm-hmm. It's got like the flint on, in it and like a, a cable to like cut things all of that mm-hmm. um, okay. but if i if i couldn't use one of those it would be like a knife some sort of flint uh or fire starter because i know i'm not going to do it with two rocks oh gosh and, uh, <laughs> um a tarp <laughs> oh there you go yep that's solid i would do a tarp for some i shelter. will say so you mentioned castaway every time i watch the scene where Tom Hanks is trying to start a fire with the two sticks. I'm like, I would not be able to like I I couldn't do that. Nope. I I would yep. need some type of fire starter. So yeah, the flint is a good call. Good call. All right. Hey, um, hey, before we move on, I just can't live with this anymore. I'm gonna go back and change my answer from Monopoly <laughs> to Dice Throne. <laughs> okay. That's a good way. Okay. It's so go. much better. You've you've totally trying to yourself. I was trying to <laughs> Again, I hate being put on the spot. I was trying to <laughs> appeal to the masses, and like, I was just like, like it. Man, nope. he's, nope. he's like that nope. executive who's literally just like, oh, "What can we make the most money off of? I don't care if I don't care if board game fans are going to hate it. Like, we're just going to try to get the most money as possible." That's my <laughs> approach, or it was my approach, and I I couldn't live with it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. So there we go. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm, I respect your your going back on your choice there. All right, last question of the Infinity Gauntlet is mine. So um, I also had... Wait, didn't wait, Mark oh, have yeah, a part two? A part. Okay, part two. <coughs> part two of this question. This is why it's like a bonus question, because it has nothing to do with the first part of the question. But he says, what is the monster that is hunting the survivors? Oh. Oh. So apparently okay. there's a monster there's on a this monster. island. And it's hunting you now. <laughs> okay. Is Mark okay? Um, this feels like a cry for help. <laughs> this is, Maybe it is. This is the first thing that popped in my mind. And I don't know if you're going to f- be familiar with it. I can't remember the name of the monster. But have you guys played Nemesis? Yes. Whatever that alien is. Yeah. That's the first thing that popped into my mind. So, yeah, I'm screwed. <laughs> oh, boy. That's a good call. I'm going to go look that up afterwards and we'll... Nemesis we'll is see. the 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 best game but it's wicked expensive and very cool and and it takes a long time and it's yeah. it's essentially it's like, aliens the movie but the board game and there's betrayal mm-hmm. oh, mechanics gotcha. and it's fantastic it's so good dang i can't stop start talking about this because we'll never end up <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get into oh, it later we'll get <laughs> <it going. laughs> all right okay last question of the infinity gauntlet this is mine so i had a kind of a similar vein but not so you're deserted on an island similar to Mark's. Maybe you even have all the stuff that you listed with Mark, but you also have a complete entertainment system with um, your console of choice and internet that is sufficient to do online gaming. But the problem is you only have one game. What game do you have on this island that is going to last you for however long you're on this island? Do I have a solid internet connection? Yes, you do. 
I just can't communicate with people and tell them to yeah. rescue me. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, we'll say that. <laughs> but we can not allowed. Yeah, but but this okay. is strictly for entertainment purposes only. Yes, entertainment sure. purposes only. Um, if that's the case, I would say Destiny Two. Uh, just because that game has okay. so much stuff in it. That's Content. a fantastic like, answer. Um, but sorry, we were looking for Roblox. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, it's been a fun time having you on the Infinity Bros <laughs> podcast. We're going to have to cut you off I here. was so close. <laughs> I would no. say it would be different if I didn't have an internet connection. Because that, yeah, like... Just out of curiosity, play... if you did not have an internet connection, what would it be? I don't know. It would have mm-hmm. been... Minesweeper. <laughs> Going old <Spider> school. Solitaire. <laughs> Space Cadet Pinball. Gosh. I'm trying to think of a single player so game that's here. Just had a lot of replayability. Um because that's the thing. Like I, I play games mostly for the multiplayer aspect. And so mm-hmm. I can play right. Destiny, Apex Legends just over and over and over again. But then single player games, it's tough for me to get through. Yeah. Maybe like uh, it would have to last a long time, but maybe the Spider-Man for PS4 because I have logged back into that game just to like fight crime. Yeah, (laughs) I've logged back into that game just to take pictures. So (laughs) like I feel that might be the one then that might be the single player one. Good call. Good call. All right. Well, I'd say you have successfully passed the Infinity Gauntlet. So welcome, Frostbite, to... I mean, you kind of already were an extended part of the Infinity Bros universe, but welcome officially to the Black Order, which is what we call our guests on the Infinity Bros podcast. So welcome to the Black Order. We're glad to have you, and we are going to let you continue on this episode of the Infinity Bros podcast. I can't wait till we close. actually just just cut off a guest <laughs> and be like kick somebody out. Sorry, yeah, I was done. close with my first answer. <laughs> Monopoly, after you answered Monopoly, we were all hey, right. Max it was hanged by out. a thread after that. <laughs> we'll edit that out. No, Max would have been on your side. He'd be like, no, no, I, I, I just love Monopoly. <laughs> Best football game ever. Number one on my list. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, we have a jam-packed show for you guys today. Uh, first of all, we have a special Space Stone segment from Infinity Road Jarrett. We're going to dive into some Gen Con talk as Frostbite was just at Gen Con not too long ago. And then we're going to be doing a full spoiler review of episode eight of the latest episode of What If, the animated uh, Marvel Disney show. And then we're going to do end the show with our top five board games of all time. So it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of things to go over. So, Jarrett, I'm going to hand it right over to you. Just get on with our Space Stone. The Space Stone. Yeah, so this one um, is interesting. It was previously known as Battle for Golden Star. Um, it is currently known as Golden Star, the Galactic Tournament. At the time that this episode goes live, or maybe a couple hours following, uh, this will be launched on GameFound. Um, so this is a very, very, very unique game. Uh, by a company called Gindi. Um, The thing that I love about this is board games try to do ambitious things like taking different types of mechanics and mushing them together, and it works less often than people think it does. Um, But this is one of the few, like, lightning in a bottle that I feel like they've done it well. 
Um, I haven't gotten to play the game much yet. They have a tabletop simulator app that I've been messing around with, but um, haven't got my hands on a physical copy. Nonetheless, I am obsessed with this game and the concept of it. Um, it works sort of like a area control, deck builder, king of the hill style game, um, which again, most people who try to blend these things together, it, it's very miss more often than it is a hit, but I think this one does it very well. Um, the scopes on this, the miniatures that they have are beautiful. Uh, the the GameFound uh, Kickstarter that they're running actually has an expansion as well that introduces more of the miniatures. And I feel like it's one that does the mechanics well, but also the theme. There's a lot of stuff in here that talks about the universe of Golden Star and gives you flavor without having to say too much. Um, it does a lot of show, not tell. And I appreciate that in games that are more narrative-based like this one is. Um, it's for two, four, two to four players. It's not incredibly complex. It's complex enough where there's some replayability, there's some customization that you can enjoy, um, but it's not like Monopoly. <laughs> it's also not uh, uh, Candyland. It is a very excellent, amazing game. You guys should check it out. Once again, that's on uh, GameFound, and at the time this episode goes live or very shortly following, it should be up with the campaign. So um, yeah, we'll leave the links in the notes provided below. Check it out. Go see for yourself. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, yeah. So we'll have links for those in, in the show notes. Um, but we're going to really segue into what we've kind of had this running theme apparently of today is board games. So frostbite, you were lucky enough to attend Gen Con 2021. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your um, your experience there? And, and what, that, that was a part of Love Thy Nerd, uh, correct? I mentioned Love Thy Nerd uh, when I was kind of introducing myself because they're, they're that's a huge part of who I am now. Um, I'm a huge, you know, I love doing stuff with them. Um, they started by uh, just going to these conventions and just loving and serving nerdy people like they're nerds and nerd culture and um, stuff as simple as just like sitting down in the open gaming and playing games or um, just talking to people about their games. Cause some of these like indie devs, like they're, they have day jobs and they're just making games on the side and they're just trying to, they spend all they had on the development and on a booth and they're just trying to gain some traction. And so they'll, um, we'll take a team and go and we'll, we'll try to seek those out, those opportunities and be like, Hey, we notice you're by here, you know, here by yourself. Do you need any help? Can we help? Can we learn your game and like help teach it? Whatever. Do you need a, do you need food or a bathroom break? Like what can we do? Um, and it, it grew, um, to then they, we started partnering, uh, with different developers. And so, uh, and, uh, publishers. And so this year, uh, when we went, uh, we were actually partnered or we had volunteers helping CGE, uh, which, oh, nice. uh, does like code names and like one of their new ones is galaxy trucker. Um, I can't, that's, I'm drawing blanks. That's now, but, check, um, check <laughs> games edition. Is that what it's? CG? Yeah. Check games edition. Yes. Uh, and then also with Funko games. And so you, most people know Funko by their uh, pop figures. Uh, they also have like a tabletop like game division. And that's not just, they do have like a Funkoverse that has a bunch of like mini Funko pops. 
but they do all sorts of stuff. They have a, a Goonies game out. Uh, they have a lot of IPs, just like you know, they're pop figures, basically. Right. Um, I taught a Fast and Furious game, which is just as ridiculous as you nice. think it is. <laughs> uh, just as ridiculous as the, the yeah. movies get. They're coming out with the Warriors game here pretty soon. That's cool. Um, early next year, and then um, a Jurassic World game that we know nothing about other than it's a legacy game. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's what we were doing there. Um, so what, what games uh, were you drawn to specifically that you may or may not have purchased at Gen Con? So I did snag a couple of the Funko games just because volunteering has some perks. Nice. <laughs> um, uh, I did pick up like their Funko game cause they had, or the Funko verse. They had a couple of the, um, the MC or the Marvel one so i got uh chase thanos oh, i should have grabbed him i don't have him heck yeah um but he's all sparkly it's pretty sweet um and then they had a new a brand new game that actually won best in show um is the rocketeer game so if you've seen the oh old yeah rocketeer movie it's it's basically the movie <laughs> and uh the art in it is super cool but some uh, outside of that um I'm trying to Atlas Games. They had a couple. One's called um, God's Forge. And it was a simple like dice roller, like spell casting. And there's like you have a deck of cards that have different spells and monsters you can throw out there. But you're basically these like wizards that are fighting over the last bit of magic and you're trying to kill each other. That's a cool concept. Um, I love that. And, and then, but the fun mechanic is like the first one to die just explodes in a ball of magic and does sa- seven damage to everyone. And so it's like, <laughs> oh, you've got to be careful because then, like, if you're lower than seven, like health, and right. you go to kill this guy, like, you've got to regain health. Otherwise, you're going to kill your both of you. And so that's a really Dang. fun one. They also had another one called um, Dice Miner which is another like dice rolling game. Um, and yeah, you're basically mining. Uh, it kind of reminded me a little bit of like Lord of the Rings, just with, you know, like you're running into dragons and gems and you know, uh, falling rock, like just all these different. I feel like dice games things. and rolling rights are like really hot right now. And everybody's doing a dice game or a rolling right. I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Um, I was calling it the Farkle Killer. If you've ever played nice. Farkle, <laughs> love that. Because um, yeah, it's just it's a simple game, easy to pick up, and yeah, it, the mechanics are just fun. Um, Did you happen I, to make it to like thing. Restoration? I know you guys went by Pandasaurus and a few others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Restoration. I think Restoration Games was. I, I'm trying to remember what I picked up from them. I'm not remembering off the top of my head. They had the, I don't know if it was their booth or if Mundo had a different booth, but they had some special uh-huh. like unmatched Marvel posters that they were giving out. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. of all the things at Gen Con that I'm so mad that I missed out on, that's like uh, top tier for me. I have not played unmatched yet. Oh uh, my goodness. I'm lucky enough oh, to have my goodness. a friend who's a it's neighbor so good. Yeah. Um, that has all of it. Um, Call it qu- quit the episode right now. Yes. Call up your neighbor. We'll forgive you. He might be. I don't know when he's coming back because he was just at Origins. Oh, nice. That was going on this week, right? Spicy. Um, favorite, there's favorite another. 
What's that? What was your favorite of your haul? Like of what you oh. took home? Man, that's a tough. Probably I. So I bought um, I bought that God's Forge game. Okay, and that's a pretty simple game. I'm excited to play that with people. Uh, and then on the same hand, like I or on the other hand, I'm really bummed that I didn't pick up uh, Dice Miner. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, was Leader Games or any of those guys there? I know Leader is one of my like top one, and they're they're There's based a lot of... of people that weren't there. I don't remember seeing them. They're based out of, I think, St. Paul, too. So that's like my next trip to go see the Infinity Bros. I'm, I'm going to Leader Studios. Yeah, yeah, For whatever reason, Minnesota is just kind of like this huge... Everyone that makes games loves to start it here. I don't know what it is. Asmodee, just, Fantasy Flight, like Leader. There's a there. bunch here. Yeah. Although Asmodee, I think that was one of the big Gen Con news, is Asmodee got bought out by somebody else. Huh. Um. Yeah, there was a lot of empty booths. So, I mean, this is the first big tabletop convention that happened right. um, in a while, in a, over a year. And so there was a lot of just, you know, is this, how is this going to work? Are people going to show up? And there was a really good turnout. So this was my first convention that I've actually gone to in person uh, in the tabletop world. Mm. And it seemed pretty packed out, uh, but they did have the like the curtains drawn in a little bit, like they weren't occupying the entire space. So they did a really good job of like social distancing people. Uh, but also just, it didn't feel empty. Um, but there yeah, was a I've lot of good things about it. Didn't show up. Yeah. Yeah. That was going to be one of my questions was like, mm -hmm. I mean, you said this is your first convention, but like, was it weird going to a convention with just like all the COVID stuff going on? Like were people, like excited to be i'm sure people were excited to be like back mm -hmm. in a convention setting again because i feel like some of those have been postponed or or canceled for a year and a half now almost so what was the vibe like um i mean it was it was a really good time like everyone there was just so glad to be there um and like excited people were playing games with each other <laughs> like it was just it was really cool just seeing I, well <laughs> I didn't see any smiles because everyone was masked up, but like you could just tell like people mm -hmm. were just so excited to be there. That's awesome. Um, even, you know, the people attending uh, to the, the different developers and publishers there. For sure. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. So on the infinity bros podcast, we uh, rate things on a scale from zero to six. So we'll put that bumper right here. Here on the infinity bros podcast. Everything is ranked from a 0 to 6 point scale. 0 meaning horrible, and 6 meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a 6, it gets an Infinity Step. So what was your overall experience? Why don't you rate it for us of uh, Gen Con 2021? <laughs> I mean, this was my first experience. Um, I, I specifically... Uh, was helping run the uh, some of the demos at the Funko booth and then just being able to walk around and play games and play test some things that aren't even out yet. Yeah, that's um, cool. It it was it was just unlike any other experience. I would give it a six out of six. Awesome. I'd that give it a awesome. six and I wasn't even there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is if awesome. you've never been to one of these, like I would highly recommend it. It's Where so, is it's Side story real quick, actually. So yeah. I was invited to go with um, 
uh, our good friend of the podcast, who um, Mike Ansett, who runs the 90s First, invited mm-hmm. me yeah. last year. <laughs> um, yeah. And so we were going to go, and we had friends through Love Thy Nerd who were like, yeah, you got to check it yeah. out, blah, blah, blah. And um, that was 2020. <laughs> so, like, yeah. you know, it didn't did not happen. happen. And I know he wa- Mike wanted to go this year and he couldn't make it happen because right. uh, I was talking to him too. Um, but I will say, like, if you ever want to go, like, with Love Thy Nerd, like, we, they open it up. Like, you could just sign up. There's a little bit of support you need to raise um, just to pay for, like, the Airbnb right. and stuff. Um, but, you know, you'll get hooked up with some of these booths and be able to help, you know, demo games and stuff. And, like, I got this shirt. The listeners can't see it, but um, I got a bunch of Funko shirts and LTN shirts and a bunch of games and stuff. Like it's it's a really fun experience to do it that way. It's awesome. Yeah, and actually, Twin Cities Con, a uh, new convention um, in in Minneapolis, St. Paul, was supposed to, well is this week or this weekend? It's even, yeah, it's this weekend. Yep. And we were like hoping to go to that. We just didn't plan well enough mm-hmm. this year, but like. Man, I I'm I've never even been to a real convention before, but that sounds like just a blast. And I'm hoping that we can get a booth next year or something, so we can do kind of similar things that you guys were doing. Just you know, like meet new people, make some connections. Mm-hmm. That would be that. Sounds Speaking like of conventions, uh, where you guys have some news, don't you, Luke? Yeah. As far as- uh, yeah. Uh, so love thy nerd, like. You know, we go to conventions and stuff, but we're we're actually um, this will be the third LTN con um, that we're doing. And so the first one was in person. Uh, last year's was completely online and it was a huge, huge, huge success. It was really encouraging to s- just see people pour in and be a part of it. Um, but yeah, it's it's basically we've got a few sessions. I think there's like four sessions and it's all on community. And just bringing community together. And it's not about like building the biggest community, but it's like bringing people together and kind of like forming and making those connections, uh, those kind of like tiny communities within yours. And so, um, you know, everyone's got their interests. Everyone's, you know, you got these people that like their tabletop games in general and like tabletop RPGs and comic books. And, uh, you know, the... (laughs) You got people that are just fans of the MCU and don't know anything outside of it. And, you know, people just find each other and connect. And so uh, we'll have sessions on that. Uh, But then in between that, we play a lot of games, Uh, tabletop games, um, video games, uh, and we do a lot of giveaways, too. So we got a lot of sponsorships. Um, Funko was one of them that gave us a bunch of games to give away. So um, if you want a chance to win some free stuff. Uh, definitely come by. Um, LTNCon.info is the website and registration is free. So you can register and that it, it's on Twitch basically. So you just watch on Twitch. You can hang out. It's totally free. Uh, there is a super nerd registration that'll get you a, a dope t-shirt and some like a lanyard and some like an official like badge convention badge. Um, but it's a really good time. It's a really good time. And it's really encouraging and cool to see like the discord. You're just scrolling through it and there's just groups of people like playing games together. Like just all the voice chats are filled. It's, it's a really cool experience. So, um, yeah, definitely you guys should check it out. 
That is awesome. So we will definitely have some links in in the uh, show notes uh, for Love Thy Nerd Con. Um, mm-hmm. And when is that again? Uh, that is actually coming up quickly. It's this month, uh, the 15th through the 17th. Oh, boy. When this episode comes out, it's going to be like a week and a half away. That's yeah. amazing. So definitely act on that quick. There's also, I forgot to mention, we're doing um, land parties is what we're calling them. And so yes. uh, we're, parties. You, um, we're, again, we're trying to connect like small communities together and bring people together. And doing stuff online is really difficult. So we have like 20 boxes that we're selling. That's basically a con in a box. Um, and you can sign up. Uh, there's different games in it. And I believe you can pick what game. And there's a couple of them that have um, uh, like one of the Dice Throne starter sets. And so oh, that wow. is what I would go after. Yeah, um, Dice Throne is sweet. But so it's got one of those like dual packs in it. It's got some like popcorn and a bunch of lanyards and shirts and stuff for like giveaways to, you know, just do a a fun like convention at home, like watch party. And so, um, yeah, it's just a cool thing. We're trying to bring people together. We're trying to connect people in real life as well as just not just on the Internet. So awesome. Well, make sure you guys head over to what was it again? LTN um, lovedinerd.info ltncon.info ltncon.info make sure you get registered for that um sounds like it's gonna be a blast so all right guys we're gonna we're gonna move on a little bit here to probably the meat of uh, this episode here we're gonna move into our what if episode eight spoiler discussion so if you have not seen what if episode eight Make sure you go check that out. This is your spoiler warning. This is... Prepare yourself. An Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. (laughs) Warning. Now, guys, we all thought, what if... I think everybody collectively, as a Marvel fandom, was kind of like, oh, yeah, what if is really cool. Like, it's a fun thing. Blah, 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 blah. And this episode, I feel like what if got real (laughs) so we already gave the spoiler warning but i do want to hear you guys' thoughts just general thoughts right now Uh, frostbite i'm gonna start with you what are your thoughts so far on the series and then this episode specifically just kind of general summarized thoughts yeah um I, i agree with you with what you just said of like um the first couple i was like man this is really good uh and then they kept going i'm like man, I really wish these linked together. (laughs) Uh, I like, these are great, like one-offs, but like, I could not, I don't know if I could just really enjoy it. A whole series like this, uh, where it's just like, Oh, here's this story. And here's this story. I I love that like connection. And so, um, as a whole right now, uh, I I'm loving it. I think that not that it was redeemed, but like episode eight, just like really sealed the deal where I, Yep, I love this show. Yeah, absolutely. I think so, my number one before eight, my number one favorite was the T'Challa as. Uh, yes, I'm I'm with you on that. I think that was the only episode this season prior to episode eight that I had given uh-huh. a six out of six. 
I love that the T'Challa Star Lord episode. I think it was so good because I think that just flipped the universe upside down. Like everything right. else was just like, oh, this is different. But like that one was just like mm-hmm. it was just a completely different world. Right. Yeah. So, and I, I think we talked we've talked about it kind of ad nauseum mm-hmm. the last few episodes of the Infinity Rose podcast. But like, it, I think these what if hip episodes hit better when you feel the full like consequences mm-hmm. of of the question that is asked at the beginning yeah. right so mm-hmm. like the first couple episodes i mean minus i don't know maybe you could throw in the t'challa episode but like there aren't really any consequences like there's some differences mm-hmm. to what is going on in those episodes but really you get to the end of the episode and it's all like happy and cool mm-hmm. and fine then episode four hits and you've got the doctor strange one and that was like the complete opposite that was like yeah whoa okay all right we're going real dark um I, I, you know actually episode three was the the hank pym kills the avengers so you got the dark vibes with that one too mm-hmm. but like the consequences really started hitting heavy then yeah. and then you know we get to episode seven and we see this um ultron vision reveal at the last like 15 seconds of the episode Mm -hmm. zane what was your reaction when you saw the ultron vision dude for the first time well it was it was just kind of an odd thing because it was like it didn't match the feeling of that episode at all oh and all of a sudden and i think that ended up working for him just because you had such an extreme contrast that you come in and it's like okay well here's ultron but it's actually vision and oh he basically turned himself into the infinity gauntlet like, you know, instantly just from seeing that you're like, OK, this has much bigger stakes. And then the fact that he's showing up on the end of this, because that was kind of my thought of what if they're going to do this on what if of you have these individual episodes, but then you treat like individual episodes as their own universe. Well, now then you could have this Ultron now breaching back into old episodes and just continuing, like arcing all this together. So that was the first time. I mean, yeah, you kind of got it with the whole the Doctor Strange just like collapsing the whole universe on itself. You're like, OK, dang, that was he's yes. he's facing the consequences of his actions. Well, now with the the Ultron slash vision, now you're like, OK, well, now everyone's going to face consequences because it's not just that universe since he figured out how to break out of the multiverse. Now it's just like, OK, well, this is much larger in scale because he just figured out how to break out of the multiverse. He figured out how to find the watcher and fight him. You're just like, okay, this is, this is ramping up very rapidly. Yeah, absolutely. And then it just full on, like went straight into this episode, which was fantastic. Um, But up until this episode, like, uh, like you mentioned frostbite, I mean, they've just been basically little glimpses into these different universes, so, um, Jarrett, I want to know what your favorite episode up until episode eight has been like, which, which little glimpse into these universes has been your favorite so far? Yeah, I think, um, partly because I love the comic so much, but the zombie one was actually really good. I think one of my favorite characters throughout the comic books is like early Spider-Man and I feel like this like endearing story that they gave with him in the zombie universe was so good. And we got some fantastic quotes out of there. Um, I think that might be more a personal favorite than like generally everybody likes this one. But um, now that we've seen this episode, this is actually my favorite because it redeems my least favorite episode 
which was the <laughs> Doctor Strange one. Um, and I talked about this with Max actually off air quite a bit, but I was really hard on that episode. I did not like it. I felt like there was so much time wasted building up to something that never happened. And I hit, they left it so dumb for me. And then the fact that we have this twist at the end of this one is like, okay, I see what they're doing now. Um, right. It's kind of ironic that like the history of like WandaVision is rampant speculation with no payoff. And then we get to what if, and there was almost no speculation. We were all like, yeah, these are one-off episodes. They're not going to connect. Like, like a <laughs> bunch of true. idiots. And then, you know, they the throw it in our face opposite. with this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to ask if this episode redeemed that. Episode Absolutely. For you at all. Absolutely. Honestly, this episode, I feel like has redeemed this whole series for me. Not yeah. because I think the series is bad, but I definitely have been, I'm trying to, I'm searching for the word here. Probably like, underwhelmed yeah i guess by this whole series not not like each individual episodes are good but i feel like each episode just leaves me in a spot where i'm like i'm i'm not satisfied with that episode you know and a couple of the episodes have done really well and i i really enjoy them but i think this episode and you know leading up to episode nine the finale next week like I think these episodes are redeeming this whole show for me. And I'm going to have to probably rewatch this whole show in with those last two episodes in mind because of that. So the critique that I gave for this and, and like Max has said it, everybody said to that length, but the critique that I gave to this was the same thing that Pluto and I talked about last episode, which is like, they were too short. And there was, there was like these weird cuts where it's like, why did you leave this cliffhanger? You're leaving too much on the table. Owatu's not involved. And then this episode Mm -hmm flipped all of that on its head mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. yeah i will say the cliffhangers like threw me because it's like they left on a cliffhanger but they're like they they left it there they like literally left you there mm-hmm. and so the one at the right. end of episode seven when um infinity ultron walks in that was the first one that i felt like this is leading into the next episode like right. if they don't use this like because it's just out of the blue like mm-hmm. i'm like if they don't use this like it's a loss Right. Um, exactly. But I think we're going to see them go back, and the Watcher and uh, and Doctor Strange are just going to pick everyone out from those universes, like right yeah. at their cliffhangers. Yep. So, which I mean, fantastic. All right. So let's get into this episode <laughs> here. So basically, we get that little snippet. Like it's it's a literally like what is it, guys? Ten seconds, five seconds of of Ultron at the end of episode seven. Which, other than that. Five seconds, I thought was one of my least favorite episodes of the whole series. Like, then you're like, whoa, okay, so here we go. Like, we've talked about already, it leads into this episode of where, hey, we're maybe getting somewhere. We're maybe Mm -hmm. making some connections now. So we get into it. This ep- in this universe, it starts off as what if Ultron had won? That's the that's the premise of this episode, episode eight of what if. Um, there were a couple things that I didn't like about this episode, but ultimately, I mean, this was a pretty fantastic episode. Ultron, I mean, I'll just quick recap here. He gets all of the Infinity Stones. He becomes aware of the Watcher, basically, because I'm assuming because he has all the stones. That scene is so good, by the way. It's so good. Oh, man. And the visuals in this in this episode were probably some of the best visuals we've had this whole 
season as well. Just fantastic. So he becomes aware of the watcher basically crashes into whatever the Uatu is like, he looks like he's in a room or a house or something that he can watch all the multiverses in. So he busts in there and now he's got access to the multiverse. So I, I mean, we're, we're thinking that episode nine, like you mentioned frostbite, he's going to probably, I mean, he Ultron's goal is to basically destroy all life in all my multiverses. So Uatu, who was fantastic in this episode, um, I mean, you would think that he's going to assemble this team of Avengers probably from each of these episodes, which the the crazy cast of episode of, of characters that we're going to get in episode nine. <laughs> I'm so excited for it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> That's you know, somebody pointed out to me, actually, that Iron Man dies in like all of these episodes. Uh-huh. I think I saw a TikTok that was like, so Iron Man's death is probably a absolute point in time. Oh. Like Iron Man dies in every multiverse. And I saw that. I was like, that's kind of cool. That's kind of a cool point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Side note. But anyways, so gearing up for the finale. Um, what do you guys think of episode eight? Uh, Zane, I'm going to let you go first. Overall impressions of episode eight. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it just from the aspect that, yeah, this is where you started getting into the weight of the series that, yeah, I think a lot of us just went into this and a lot of just running with, oh, yeah, these are fun little stories that kind of separate stuff. Um, but then they're like, oh, no, y- you thought that was going to be that way. No, it's it's not actually going to go like that. We're having a way of introducing everything together. And I think that's very cool. Like, I think that's what you got to do, especially when you're making any type of anthology series. Um, a lot of the weight for those is you have to have that common thread that connects it all together. And a lot of times you kind of get those seeds throughout the whole series. But I think with this, we're going to get all in the end and then it's going to go back and show everything that has that meaning. And so just how in a lot of things, it's going to keep ramping up till we hit the end. And I think what we're going to get in the last, I don't remember how many episodes this is supposed to run, but I think in those episodes, like nine, nine, nine so it's going to be the last episode. one. Yeah. Next episode so, is going to be the finale. So I think what we get in nine, like this is going to be the big one that will have more of an impact of what we see in the MCU and movies in general. Yeah. I absolutely. think I'm, I'm definitely with you there. Jarrett, um, as a resident Hawkeye fan, what did you think of this opening? Like, throwing it back to Black Widow and Hawkeye's relationship again, yet again in another multiverse. I mean, I thought this opening was fantastic. What were your thoughts? So I love I love MCU Hawkeye, and I love comic book Hawkeye for two very different reasons. And comparing the two has never felt right. This is like the first TV version of Hawkeye that feels like like the comics. Just a dude in over his head, but trying really hard to keep his head up and keep going. Um, he got to show his stuff a little bit, which was nice. Uh, got some action scenes in there, but like him just like beat down, worn out, trying his best and like almost like self-sacrificial in a way that he doesn't need to be, um, which we saw a little bit of that in Endgame, but um, they really ramped it up in this one. I thought was like really, really true to his character. 
I love to see that it was them too, because the relationship there that they built up in the MCU was really important. Um, yeah. Just absolutely fantastic. I, I love this one so Agreed. much. Agreed. Yeah, I think this opening is almost like overshadowed by all the the stuff that goes down with Ultron and and um, Uatu. But speaking of Uatu, I mean, like we all kind of saw it coming that he was going to have to get involved at some point. What have your thoughts, uh, Frostbite, been about the Watcher throughout this series, and what do you what do you think is going to happen next for him in Episode Nine? Yeah, I, I'm actually glad you asked me this because um, one of my favorite parts of this episode was his, that just complexity or like his wanting to intervene mm-hmm. at the, towards the beginning of the episode where he wants Hawkeye to find the file. And he's like, yeah. oh, should I? Yep. And like that battle within himself of like, it's right there. Like you yeah. guys need to find this. Um, like that was just really cool. And like, the fact that he didn't intervene there and like they found it on their own and he was like relieved. Um, it, it just kept it going. And yeah. um, I, I really liked it. Like, you know, this whole season he's been watching and you guys have said it over and over again of how like he's got it. He's like, they can't um, who's voicing him. I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. You don't hire him to yeah. just voice this guy behind right. the scenes all the time. Like right. we knew this was coming. We were longing for that. And so mm-hmm. uh, I think his performance all the way through this has been perfect. Yeah. And then, and then Uatu, I mean, he's basically forced to intervene by Ultron. Like he, he doesn't really choose to necessarily, but it's like, yeah, I mean, what else do you do mm-hmm. when Ultron literally takes over your, you're watching yeah. portal or whatever he's he's by yeah. there uh but That's like uatu just dons this like sick battle armor and they just like Dude. duke it out for a little bit like why would that, that was something guy. that i was not expecting i was like what is going on right now it was almost like an that anime show incredible. they were just yeah. going at it for a while like oh that was that was fantastic every uh, punch like landed them in a different reality like that was, that was so just yeah. It was so cool. That was that Makes was me amazing. really excited for uh, original sins, which we know is coming. Naturally, oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, anyways, yeah, like I mean, that that again is a callback to like the fantastic visuals we get in this episode. Like, I think the am- animation has been great throughout this show, but like this one, like with all the multiversal stuff that we see in this, I thought this visually was like the most impressive episode by far. Like this was a fantastic episode. Speaking of visuals, and I've said this before, are you guys so every time they smash through a universe and a couple times with Ultron like piercing through and looking through the veil, they did the Kirby dots again, which feels so yeah. into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. And I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. What the heck? Uh-huh. Yeah, I did notice that. That's I'm hoping I mean, that's, that's something. fantastic. That'd be cool. Well, they also we'll did see. that kind of to the Kirby dots when uh Uatu was doing his attacks, like his yeah. Mm-hmm. is powered attacks were the Kirby dots. Yeah. Yeah. And man. So, okay. Mm-hmm. There were a couple things I did mention earlier. There are a couple things that I didn't like about this episode. Number one, man, this episode would have been a thousand times better if James Spader had voiced. Ultron. Yes. Like 100%. that's, that's one thing that I've had against maybe this, not like every episode, but a lot of the episodes in this series, some of the voice acting is just like a little flat. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it, maybe that's just because they have a lot of like 
actual actors that are doing voice acting for the first time or something. I don't really know what it is, but Mm -hmm. like the guy that voiced Ultron, like he wasn't bad, but James Spader was so underused as Ultron. And I think he would have been an awesome, awesome addition to this, to this episode. That was like my biggest. Age of Ultron is on my top five favorite MCU movies. Wow. People hate on that one so much, but like I don't understand why. It's better than it's it's better than the hate. It's better than Max thinks it is, that's for sure. Because Max (laughs) hates that movie with a burning passion for some reason. Um, it's definitely not on my like top ten, probably, but it's not like bottom ten either. Like it's kind of it's kind of middle. Well, there's only twenty three of them, so it's it's in that three range, right? (laughs) Right in the middle. Yeah, it's top twenty for sure. (laughs) Top twenty, absolutely. Absolutely, the top twenty. Um, Just personal, personal preference, but that, I'm also a huge fan of James Spader. So. Yeah, definitely. W- was there anything that you guys were like not super thrilled about this episode, or was this one of the one of the better episodes of of What If for you guys? I thought it was great. I think that's it's nice that they revisited uh, the compound in Russia that they did for uh, Winter Soldier, and like the my only complaint is like. Again, I want to live in these worlds a little bit longer. It made me yearn for like a post-apocalyptic, like genuine post-apocalyptic Marvel show or Marvel movie. And they teased us with that a little bit, but then the back and forth was a little odd where it's like, okay, we have a multiverse at stake. And then it's like, oh yeah, but they're fighting these Ultron drones. I don't know. I I wish they would have done a little bit more of one or the other and saved one of the episodes for just like the multiverse. That's another thing, like, man, they'd add, like, 10 minutes to these episodes, and you can do a lot of more of that exposition and add a lot more, I feel like, to that, to the universe of that episode, you know? Because I feel like that's where I'm, like, lacking. Like, I just want more of each episode. Even though, obviously, now we know they're all connected. But um, one other kind of, it was just a little nitpick, but one thing that I did not like was so Thanos shows up with five infinity yeah. stones. Ultron just cuts him in half with his this one mind stone. Say. Like I know I realized they did that to save time in the story. Like they could have had this long drawn out battle, blah, 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 blah. But it was just like, come on. Like they could have done something a little different than literally cutting him in half. And then he just inherits the other five infinity stones. So Somebody- I think they, Somebody brought up, though, that, like, Thor almost took down Thanos with no Infinity Stones. You know what I mean? If he would have gone for the head. Um, right, yeah. So I can kind of see it. It is super cheesy that he just, like, instantly obliterates yeah. him. But yeah, I can like, see it. And, and, you know, realistically, maybe he could have taken him down. I don't know. But it seems weird that Thanos literally just stands there with five Infinity Stones on his hand mm-hmm. and lets Ultron slice him in half. You know, like, I don't know. It just that yeah. part to me was like, come on, guys, you could have you could have done something a little different there. Um, but then then there's this is other nitpicky stuff that I'm, I don't care so much about. But they go to a bunch of other worlds and Ultron destroys all those other worlds, obviously. Um, but there's like so Thanos has the uh, all five stones, but Gamora actually shows up on with the Guardians too. of the Galaxy so in this universe, who did he who did he sacrifice to get the soul stone? I, I don't know. 
just some little nitpicky stuff but I, again he, that's something like they just had to like do all that stuff to get through that first part of the story so they could get to the meat of of the episode but isaac it's it's evident he sacrificed james spader to get the uh the soul stone he must have and that's really a <laughs> that's really a bummer ultimate sacrifice that's that the, ultimate the ultimate sacrifice, sacrifice. so <laughs> and and we are feeling that sacrifice as as marvel fans watching this episode <laughs> For sure. So <laughs> is there anything else that you guys uh, didn't like about the episode or or is that pretty much it? Really, there wasn't a lot to nitpick. Like, this is a solid episode, I feel like. There was one thing my wife brought up, like at the very end of the episode of how like time worked like differently than it. I can't remember what it was, but she pointed something out and I immediately shut it down because I didn't want to think about it. I'm like, I like this episode too much. And like, now I'm kind of kicking myself because I don't remember what that was. But I'm like, just don't, don't ruin even, this for me. At that point, it's just yeah. like, don't even worry about it because yeah. once you get it in your head, then you're going to like, yeah. not like the episode even more. So <laughs> yeah, I think that being said, though, is like this, it, there were a couple nitpicky things. But like, mm-hmm. at the end of the episode, I'm just like, I'm just going to table that and like enjoy this for what it was. It sure. like gave me what I wanted. Absolutely. And, it and it's again, still one of the more solid episodes. So frostbite, let's just dive right into it. What was your final rating of uh, episode eight of uh, what if this one was a three. Just kidding. <laughs> <It was a six. laughs> I was like, wow. Just kidding. No, this was a six out of six, man. It was nice. awesome. Nice. I loved it. I think for me, uh, this episode is a 5.9 out of 6. Just give it a 6. Just give it a 6, Isaac. You give everything. You give everything. You give everything decimals. Just give it a 6, Isaac. Nope. Nope. Not going to do it. I'm just going to go against everything Scott Higa has ever told me. I fan fortastic your take. I fan fortastic <laughs> it. Fan fantastic my rating <laughs> yes of, yes of this episode okay well that's so be it so that is all right zane let's hear your rating then it's a six like I, this is everything we've been waiting for and it finally gave us something that like dang this is weight this is meat this is what we want yeah it doesn't have james spader but i can forgive that this is a six you gotta table that can't, yeah can't table the it. nitpicky things and just take in what we all wanted i I got to be that guy because Max isn't on the podcast to be that guy. So I got to be that guy. 5.9. All right, Jarrett, what's your episode or what's your rating of episode eight? It's a six and you're a clown for thinking otherwise. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I can't wait to uh, have Max hear this episode and he's going to, he's going to totally give this episode like a three out of six or something. And, and just totally go the opposite way with it. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Isaac's right. It's a three. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not with that guy. But James Spader would have made this episode a thousand times better. So that's that's you, the you still wouldn't give it a six. I would if James Sp- if James Spader was okay. The voice, okay. Six. James Spader would have made this episode a seven. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> there good we go. Point. Good point. Good point. Hey, so there I, it is. So, uh Oh, sorry. One thing real quick. Uh, My wife's listening. (laughs) She's like in the other room eavesdropping. (laughs) That's good. Um, But she said this this might change someone's answer. But she said the thing she brought up was she was curious how the Infinity Stones were working in um, Oatu, like where he was Mm -hmm. when in the TVA they didn't work. 
Yeah, I thought of the same thing. Great, that's actually a good. That point. was another thing. And I've seen I've seen a couple TikToks um, trying to explain this. So basically, also in the comics, the Infinity Stones don't work outside of the like six one six universe or each respective universe. If a universe okay. has Infinity Stones, it doesn't work outside of that universe. Okay. So in this, I mean the MCU changes things from the comics all yeah. the time. So that's, oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not really Which that like. the TVA thing that, that one is a little bit tougher to explain, but I would think that the TVA is like outside of time and space. So mm-hmm. that's how you could maybe explain that. But I don't know if that's a satisfying enough answer for a lot. Like of I said, I just table it. I'm like, yeah. no, this was great. Right. Don't tell me that. There you go. <laughs> I don't need to think about it. Just pull a pull a mark and insert all these hypotheticals and into every <laughs> every episode and every situation. But hey, anyway. um, since we're here, do we just stage a coup and then we can kick off Isaac <laughs> and Max and bring on Luke and Asia and just make them like the new official Infinity Bros? Yes. yes there you go yes okay. there you go max and i'll i would love that our, our own it. podcast and just kidding I'll, I'll never do that with max never mind I never <laughs> um yeah i i would be sad yeah. if you guys did that so please don't do that <laughs> i would too i don't want to be that guy <laughs> well thanks guys for that discussion that was awesome check out episode eight if you haven't i don't know why you'd still be listening if you haven't <laughs> checked out episode eight but we're all in great anticipation for the finale next week which at the time this episode airs is going to be like a couple days away so um really excited we're going to have a big spoiler episode or finale spoiler episode uh probably next wednesday or thursday night uh for what if so make sure you stay tuned for that all right guys let's get into the top five we're going in you're entering the top five on the Infinity Bros podcast, starting now. So our top five is our water cooler discussion about pretty much anything that we decide we want to talk about that week. And because we're talking to Frostbite about board games and Gen Con, we are going to give our top five board games of all time. So I'm going to let our guest go first. What are your? I'm gonna let you go and just do your whole list through all, all at them? once. Go through all of them. That way, we'll kind of zip through these and and get you guys on your way. But <laughs> go ahead and give us your top five list, top five board games of all time. And and you and Jarrett are the probably the superior um, list here. I'm gonna I'm gonna yep. pr- honestly with Zane here. I'm probably gonna be the most basic out of all of these lists. So I'll do mine after you. So I'm not last and disappoint everybody. <laughs> Somebody has to be right. Max- Somebody's got to be that guy. Max. Will- here, so I don't have monopoly on my list. So. <laughs> I don't either. I- <laughs> Isaac's list is going to be so boring. Max is just going to completely cut the episode out when he goes to talk. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Max would love yeah. that. Max. Yeah. Yeah. Keanu Reeves, um- the board game. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I'd play that. <laughs> Nick Cage, the board game. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> hey, sometimes the IP makes the board game. True. But I've got one with a good IP on here. Um, all right. So my number five is probably the only, it's like mainstream, I'll call it, game I have on this list. Uh, number five, I have uh, Settlers of Catan. Um, it's just I I played that game a ton. like before I was like really into tabletop games. Um, there was like a whole I think it was like a spring break. Me and my friends went to my parents' house and literally we played it 
a dozen times a day, like just over and over again. That one gets um, gatekept a lot, but I feel like yeah. it is like realistically a lot of people's first endeavor into like board gaming mm-hmm. that's not Monopoly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that that's what it was for me. Um, there was definitely some gatekeeping on my part. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it, it's, it slid in there at number five. Uh, just beat Monopoly by that much. <laughs> well, good, good. I'm glad. Uh, my number four is a game called Sorcerer's City. Uh, it's a tile laying game. Uh, it, now I'm blanking who it's by. I'm going to Google it real quick. Uh, but basically, you're just building a township. Uh, there's like four rounds. And um, and like each tile you lay is a different color. And you're trying to piece it all together and get like all the yellow in a row to like score gold or all the green in a row to score victory points. Um, and, and, you know, last or the person with the most victory points at the end of the game uh, wins. And so uh, it's a complicated game to set up, but once you figure it out, it's a blast to play. Um, number three, I have Marvel United. Ooh, have you guys played right. that? I've seen played. it, but I haven't got my hands on it yet. That's the one with the little minis, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. It looks so it, good. It's so fun. It's so simple, and it's so fun. It's a, uh, a cooperative game, and so... It's like you're just trying to take down Ultron or you're trying to take down uh, Taskmaster or I can't remember the third boss. But like this was on Kickstarter and it just like exploded. Yeah, there, people are like literally for this. like you can spend hundreds, probably thousands of dollars mm-hmm. to get it all because it's like they they just recently came out with the X-Men expansion and it's just like. Just almost every X Men you can think of, <laughs> like extremely well just, designed, and it does have like really yeah. really niche picks out of there from the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And so you know you can get the like Wakanda pack, and it's like everything from Wakanda. The Spider Man villain pack, and it's all the Spidey, you know, the Sinister Six, and then the Spider Verse pack, and it's like all each one is its own game. It's not expansions, and so it's like you can play. It, it's just it's ridiculous how big it got. Um, but yeah, that's up there. It's super fun, super simple. Uh, number two, Dice Throne. I mentioned that earlier. <laughs> um, that's a great if you haven't call. played Dice Throne, is fantastic. Just imagine battle <laughs> Yahtzee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like you're playing Yahtzee, trying to throw attacks at your opponent, and it's super fun. Uh, and then my number one, I'll I'll just say it right here: Parks. Oh yes, Ooh, and gorgeous art on that art. game. Absolutely gorgeous art. If some, if you have someone trying to get into tabletop games, if you, if someone's just looking for a, a fun, chill, like competitive game, like it's not co-op, it's it's so fun. Like I highly recommend it to anyone. Super simple to pick up. Gorgeous artwork. Um, I've met the people from Keymaster. They're awesome. They play Destiny. Nice. Uh, Do they really? They, uh, two of the guys, um, had like destiny lanyards on at Gen Con. And I was like, Oh, you play destiny. Like it was like a Titan one. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm Titan. So it was just a fun thing. To I picked about. the right but, time to get back into destiny. Then, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's really, uh, but yeah, parks, man, like it's so good. You're the concept is you're hiking through trails or like uh, these. Yeah. You're hiking through different trails or different parks, basically, um, obtaining, 
uh, different resources like sun and water and mountains and trees. And then you're spending those to obtain these national parks or visit these national parks. Uh, and then it's, yeah, at the end of the day or at the end of the round or game, it's most points wins. So super fun. Highly recommend it. That's awesome. It's yeah, awesome. I've heard, I've heard lots of good things about that game. So it'd be fun to fun to play. And it's right. at Target. Oh, pick it up at Target. Check it I'd out. recommend getting it at a game store, but it is at Target if you got to. Nice, nice. Thank you. That's a good list, and I apologize for my list coming after it. But um, <laughs> no, I'm excited. all right. So I mentioned my. I'm pretty basic when it comes to games. Uh, after I got married and started having kids, I have not done as much gaming as I would like to, unfortunately. So um, my number five is Risk. And that's basically pure nostalgia. Like I played a ton of risk growing up. It's a blast of a game. And like those games can just last forever too, which is kind of the unfortunate part of gaming in this, in this day and age with kids. So, but yeah, sort of the monopoly thing too, where they have like IP specific ones, but unlike monopoly, Mm -hmm. the, the IP specific ones are really, really, they're really good. I played a ton of the Lord of the Rings risk, which is fantastic. It's very, very good. So yeah, the risk in general is my number five, but the Lord of the Rings risk is amazing. So is your top five, just different IP risks. (laughs) Yes. Yes, All of them. (laughs) Number one, Halo risk. (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome. But unfortunately I'm not that cool. So um, my number four is villainous. Um, I just got into this game not yeah. too long ago. Yeah. Do you have the a, regular one or the Marvel one? Um, I don't ha- own it actually, but I've played it a bunch, and the the people that we've played it with have a ton of the expansions. I mm-hmm. I have not played the Marvel expansion, so um, I definitely want to do that at some point. But Holly and I both played it together, and we we're like, we need yeah. to pick this up. So it's it's on our list Good. of games to purchase but it's it's a fantastic game and as disney fans my wife and i both just love the i mean the the artwork is incredible the just the inclusion of a lot of different disney ips that you might not even you know notice from or know from you know some older like villains that my first thing was when i opened up all of their expansions was radigan from mouse great mouse detective was Mm -hmm. on there and i was like this is amazing because I watched that movie so much growing up, but the, it's like a lost movie. Like some people the don't even know that movie exists. Criminal rat. It's it's <laughs> yeah. it was fantastic. So I played as him my first time ever, and it was it was awesome. I love I love the game. So definitely going to be picking that up at some point. My number three is Pandemic. Um, that was the first um, co op game that I ever played, and it I mean just classic. And it's it's one of a few games that. Unfortunately, this is this is the hung, hang up that I get. Um, we don't play a lot of games at home, me and my wife, because a lot of the games we own are not necessarily good two player games. But we do still play every once in a while a, a game of of Pandemic, uh, just her and I. So great game. I love the co-op aspect of it. And for those people that get super duper competitive, it's fun to have this game to kind of just tone down the competitiveness a little bit. So um, my number two, thanks to Zane and Jarrett is unmatched. Yeah. Uh, I literally just played this for the first time 
couple months ago when all the Infinity Bros got together for the 4th of July and instantly fell in love. Like this game is fantastic. It also is on my list of games that I got to buy. Um, I, I just the whole gameplay, the different characters that you have, and now they're getting so many different IPs into the game too, which is just a cool aspect of it. Really, really interested in that game. And my number one is probably one of the more basic ones on the list, but it's Settlers of Catan. Um, I put that one at number one because, I mean, you guys kind of hit on it. It's like a gateway to more complex board gaming. Like that was the first board game that I played that I was like, oh, there's more to gaming than just like moving your piece around the board. You know, like I was like, oh, okay, I can actually, you know, do some different things with a board game than just, you know, rolling my dice and moving my mice type of thing. So um, Settlers of Catan, it's nostalgic. It's still a good play every time I get get down to play a game. Love it. So that's my number one of all time. You really See? undersold an absolute banger of a list. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, right. Oh, Seriously. This is the so, worst. I don't play a ton of games, so these <laughs> are the ones list. that I've hit on. But um, but yeah, these are the ones that I've... I, and I swear, like, yeah. like, all of these games, Pandemic, Unmatched, Villainous, all games that I've, like, known and, and just learned in the past mm-hmm. couple of years. Like, I, I haven't been playing games for years and years and years. So, but that's that's what I got. Well, get plugged into Love Thy Nerd and you'll buy way too many. <laughs> That's what happened to me. Like, I've been in. You want a crippling movie. addiction? Here you go. <laughs> get into Love Thy Nerd. Uh, oh, man. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate the support. It's not a, it's not a max list. I don't have Monopoly. It's, it's a great list, Isaac, but I'm still only going to give it a 5.9. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Uh, Zane, why don't you go ahead since you're just all about bringing me down this episode, I guess. <laughs> all right. Well, First and foremost, as a callback to earlier in the episode, I pulled up and Googled that Nemesis game you were guys talking about, and I think that has to be the next game I buy. I'm like, it's horror, it's it's giving me that alien vibe. I'm single, so I I got money to blow. Like, you know? (laughs) Zane. I love it, and I hate it. There's a cat expansion. Oh, my gosh. Like, cats in space expansion. Buy it right now. Max, like, wait, wait, what? Is that the game? Wait. Is that the game where the like the token that or like who's going first is a cat like with mm, maybe it's been a while since I played Nemesis Space Cat I think so <laughs> Space anyway. Cat sounds amazing to me It's like a, a cat in like a little astronaut suit and yeah, like, you pass it, it around Yeah it Sounds I'm awesome <laughs> Sounds <laughs> awesome I'm sold Buy it now All in But all right so for my list um at number five i also have villainous fantastic game um yeah just the use of the different ips and so on and actually before we even hopped on the podcast here we were literally just playing villainous upstairs so nice literally was just playing that one tonight um my number four is scythe it's uh i like it just because it's that next step up from Catan. like Catan's obviously that great bit of a game but like Sites just like, hey, we're gonna take this up a little bit to the next level. So that's my number four. Uh number three for me is Betrayal at House on the Hill. Like just again, 
the horror aspect of it, just getting to build your level. And then just the way that like it's spooktober, it's spooktober, right? Spooktober. Like I can't, I uh, can't go against spooktober. Um, my number two is also unmatched. I got to echo that for everything that Isaac said too. just, there's so many characters. There's so many like unique ways you can play it. And yeah, you'll spend all kinds of money and have all these different character packs. And you're like, Oh, well, this is all for one game. And I think, I think pretty sure Isaac did that too. When we brought all that in for that weekend and we're like, Oh no, no, see this stack here. This is all one game. Like this is, (laughs) (laughs) this is all one thing. And my number one, just nostalgia pick, throw it back is one of the first big games that I fell in love with as a teenager, Axis and Allies. Just get a group together. We're going to sit around a table for a couple hours and we're just going to play some world domination in a couple hours. You're going to sit around a table for like (laughs) six hours. (laughs) Well, I I have a version that you can play faster than the original version, so it doesn't take the six, but (laughs) you you look at it too. All right. Great list. Let's cap it off with our, our uh, Infinity Bros video or board game expert, Jarrett. So I originally had um, Marvel Champions as my number one, but I felt like we should someday do a separate card game list. So I took it off. Um, but I'm going to start at my number five. And number five. And this is this is wild. I'm going after Zane because it's essentially his list. Um, number five is Scythe. Hey. Uh, it's one of my absolute favorite games of all time. I'll crank out as many games possible in a night as I can. Um, the expansions are fantastic. They add a lot of replayability to that. Um, number four is a party game that I bring out wherever I go. And it is my introduction to board gaming and cooperative board gaming for a bunch of people. It is Mysterium. Um, if you haven't played this one, it's a cool like murder mystery thing. It's cooperative and it's a good party game. Uh, which I look for because not everybody wants to sit down and learn complex rules to some of these things. Um, So Mysterium is like the soft pitch into that. Uh, Number three is a game I don't own, but I've been trying to get my hands on forever. It is Root by Leader Games. Uh, Mm. It is this cute asymmetric war game wrapped up in like the most adorable woodland creature bundle ever. And it looks so unassuming, but it is one of the most fantastic asymmetric games I've ever seen. Um, Number two is two games, and I count them together because they're very similar. Um, There's obviously big differences, but it is Betrayal and Nemesis. Um, We've talked ad nauseum about both. Check them both out. They're fantastic. All the different versions of Betrayal, too. Um, They just announced Widow's Walk. They have Betrayal Legacy, Betrayal Baldur's Gate. And obviously, Nemesis is great because it's aliens in space and there's a cat expansion. (laughs) (laughs) At number one, and one that I'm continuing to uh, pitch to anybody and everybody I can meet, and I've probably personally sold like 25,000 copies of this because every single person I talk to, I say, buy this game right now. It is unmatched. Uh, fantastic game. I love the Battle Royale aspect of it. And with the announcement of the new Marvels uh, products um, and the fact that somebody is finally giving love to Moon Knight. Yes. Um, I am <laughs> yes. all in on Mundo and Restoration games right now. Like they're doing fantastic stuff. Uh, those are two of my mundo does some fantastic artwork and restoration games does a great job of bringing back and making new games so yeah i'm all sold out on unmatched so yeah i mean i guess this is the official endorsement of (laughs) unmatched from the infinity bros podcast do i need to move it to my top five yeah (laughs) restoration games throw all your money at us we'll we'll talk about you till the end of time awesome that is awesome 
Well, thank you guys all for your lists. Great top five section. We haven't had a good top five for a while just because we've been just I feel like we've been I every episode I've been on lately. We've had to leave off a top five because we've gone way too long. So right. <laughs> glad we got to a solid top five list in today. We probably went too long, but you know what? This episode was fantastic. It's worth it. Been. It was worth Luke it. has been. I mean, other than the weird Monopoly comment, Luke, you've been. <laughs> that was weird. I, that you was my variant. Like, Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> that was my variant. That wasn't even me. I, was, <laughs> I, was, I finally came back. So you were kidnapped awesome. by a scroll, and yeah, I get the whole thing. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah absolutely. Yep. That was well, uh, Frost. It has been awesome to have you on. Let's uh, let's have you just go ahead and tell the interwebs where they can find you. Uh, easiest thing would be to just go to your favorite um, social media and just search for Frostbite IV. Uh, bite is with a Y, so um, just search that the link in my bio will give you all my other links and you can find me. I'm on Twitch, Twitter, Instagrams, Facebook, all of it. Uh, you can also, I would also plug love thy nerd. Just go to love thy All the stuff's there. And then you can, if you want to find them on a social media search, love thy nerd or just love thy slash whatever you want to find Twitch, TikTok, Instagram. They're really easy to find. And awesome. then ltncon.info. Awesome. Yeah, it's it has been a pleasure to have you on the Infinity Bros podcast. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for guesting with us tonight. Yeah, it's a pleasure being here. I love you guys and love listening. It was it was a uh, it was awesome. I feel like I'm in the MCU now. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually mentioning to these guys before you hopped on. It's really fun to have guests who actually listen to our podcast because uh-huh. we. I mean, you're in. You're in on the on the jokes yeah. that we can't use when we have guests that don't listen to our yeah. podcast. So. I'm actually honored that I'm on an episode with Zane. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There you go. There you go. You, you struck feel, gold. <laughs> you, yeah. You're saying something that some, some of us infinity bros can't this, even say. This, <laughs> uh, this, this episode is a full art hollow of episodes. So <laughs> Love I love it. Well, Zane, thank you for also being on the episode today uh, <laughs> as our second guest. <laughs> podcast. we appreciate you and love you and apparently frost likes you too now so you know i have that effect on people <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> of course you do <laughs> second bad take of the night for <laughs> uh, i actually made a i had to go review the podcast before i was on because i didn't want to i've been meaning to review the podcast <laughs> and i'm like i can't do it after i'm a guest like that would just seem like favoritism <laughs> so i reviewed it today we'll be <laughs> one guest we'll be we'll be reading that review on a, on a later podcast i'm so sure stay tuned well Jarrett, thank you also for being on uh it has been a pleasure to have you on today yeah, I'm so fortunate to be on with two of our favorite guests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zane has been Zane has been a guest on like probably like 20 of our of our almost 100 episodes now. So, pleasure to have Zane on once again. Hey, as Scott says, I'm the enigma of the Infinity Bros podcast. <laughs> you really so, are. you you're know, the mis- you're the mysterious corner of the Infinity Bros universe. Exactly. I am just that Pandora's box. You don't know uh don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> a box of chocolates you never know what you're gonna get 
That was my awful. That was <laughs> terrible. I was going to say, that is so bad. <laughs> oh, I might. I'm terrible at impressions. You guys already know that. All right. Well, however you're listening. Oh, I already screwed that up, guys. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, thank you so much for making us a part of your day. You can check out the Infinity Bros podcast on any major podcast platform, and you can check out the Infinity Bros on any social media and on Twitch and YouTube. So make sure to do that and have a wonderful week. We love you 2000. Bye. 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 Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>